InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. The headlines often report scary stories of restaurant food making people sick. But what about the food you buy to cook at home? InfoTrack's Jim Anthony has a story you need to hear. Jim? Thanks, Chris. Consumer Reports recently tested fresh whole chickens bought nationwide and found that they are dirtier than ever. The findings are disturbing, but what's being done to mitigate the problem is equally troubling. Gene Halloran is the Director of Food Policy Initiatives for Consumers Union, which is the publisher of Consumer Reports, and Gene joins us today. Gene, welcome to InfoTrack. Thanks. First off, tell us a little bit about this study and what your findings were. We surveyed 525 chickens bought nationwide in a randomized sample in various categories and from various brands. These were purchased in 23 states. What we found was that 83% of the chickens that we tested were contaminated with one of two disease-causing bacteria, either Salmonella or Campylobacter. When we tested four years ago, only 50% was contaminated. So things are clearly getting worse. Were you surprised by the findings? We were surprised, and we're very concerned by it. We're also concerned by the fact that antibiotic resistance is a very serious problem in these bacteria. We discovered that a majority of these bacteria were also resistant to one or more antibiotics, which could potentially make it very difficult to treat your disease if one of these things makes you sick. Interesting to note in the study, no major brand fared better than others overall. Basically, they were all quite high in bacteria, and that was true of organic and no antibiotic brands, as well as the conventional chicken. What are the root causes of such contaminants? What's at the core here? Well, what it requires is really good sanitation and animal husbandry and processing at the processing facility, especially to make sure that fecal matter does not get on the chicken that you are going to eat because these bacteria tend to live in the digestive tract of the chicken. So it has to start at the chicken coop, especially these huge facilities that may have 10,000 or 20,000 chickens. The potential for disease to pass through a huge flock like that is enormous. So they have to be terribly careful about having clean feed, clean water, having the workers not bring in anything on their shoes, a myriad of steps to ensure sanitation. And then when they get to the processing facility and the chicken is slaughtered, they have to make sure that nothing from the gut of the chicken ends up on the part that you're going to eat. Is it the poultry industry? Are they taking proactive steps? Are they doing enough? Obviously, they're not, according to your, you know, the findings of your study. It's, I think, the inescapable conclusion that whatever they're doing is not enough. And, in fact, it appears that matters are getting worse. And the one thing that jumped out to us from the study was that for the type of bacteria that USDA sets standards and where they have regulations... The levels are relatively low. We found salmonella at about 15% of our samples. We'd like to see it lower, but that's nothing compared to the 80% of samples that were contaminated with Campylobacter. 
USDA has no standards and no regulatory program at all for this contaminant. What are they offering now, and do they have enough leverage or leeway to provide more stringent standards for the poultry industry? They have no standards at all for Campylobacter in chicken, and they certainly have the ability to set exactly the same type of standards for Campylobacter as they do for Salmonella, and that would improve the situation significantly. What's the consumer's best line of defense here? Because chicken is something that a lot of people do eat. So what is it that they need to do to protect themselves first with the trip to the grocery store? And then what do they need to do from there? People should not stop eating chicken. It's a good source of protein, an inexpensive source of protein. But you must be very, very careful about how you handle it and how you cook it. You need to start from the assumption that the chicken you're buying is contaminated with something that could make you or especially a young person or old person in your family sick. So there are certain things you really have to think about every time you go shopping. You have to make sure that the chicken that you buy in the store doesn't drip on anything else in the grocery bag. You have to make sure that when you put it in the refrigerator, it's not dripping on lettuce that's on a lower shelf, for example. When you take it out to get ready to cook it and you cut it, you need to immediately put the knife and the cutting board in the sink and wash it and wash your hands. A common problem is that people will cut vegetables on the same board they just used for chicken. That's a bad idea. And finally, cook it really thoroughly to 165 degrees Fahrenheit if you have a meat thermometer, but so that there's no red juices, no red meat, that it's all nice and well-cooked. And then last step, don't put the chicken back on the plate that you had it on before it was cooked. (laughs) Jean, what's your take on these handy wipe types of kitchen products that you see advertised? And They claim that they can kill bacteria. Do they work? We think all those antibacterial products, by and large, are overhyped and overused. You can usually get just as good results with soap and water. Just wipe down the counter with good soap and water, and by the time it dries, the bacteria will usually be gone. At a point that you brought up earlier, uh, and something that's pretty disturbing, many of today's antibiotics may not be effective for someone who has eaten contaminated chicken. Yes, one of the disturbing results of our study was that the bacteria in the chicken were, in general, in fact, a majority of them, were resistant to one or more antibiotics. So this means that if one of them does make you sick, your doctor may have some difficulty finding a drug that will combat the infection. So in the end, we just need to be careful. Yes, these two bacteria are estimated to cause 700 deaths annually and several million infections. So if you want to not be one of those people, you have to be very careful and follow all the proper precautions. Gene Halloran with Consumer Reports, thank you for your time today. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Jim Anthony. Next, are our public schools stuck in the past? Some startling new ideas every parent and child should hear. Coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.